Welcome back to Leitrim Daily here the 10th of July and it is in focus. Today we are taking a look inside the doors at our happy place. It's a new cafe in Carrick and Shannon owned and operated by Caitlin Quinn an Irish-American, American-Irish, we haven't quite decided yet, but she has opened the doors here in the last 12 months and she joins me on the programme this morning. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hi everyone, how are you? Well, I'm great, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm sure they'll pop in (laughs) and let you know. Just first of all, let's put a bit of geography in place for people. Where is our happy place? It's located behind Landmark, the parking lot. It's beside Carrick Plaza Hotel and in between the cafe lounge. Um, Core Systems is always also there, so it's the big building on the left-hand side. Okay, and I think by the accent and by the word parking lot, you've kind of identified yourself as, as definitely American. <laughs> I did mention it in the introduction. Tell us a bit about where you came from and how you've ended up in Carrick and Shannon. So I'm originally from New York, Long Island. My parents are both Irish. My father's from Longford and my mom's from Meath. I ventured over here, I'd say, when I was about 17, 18 by myself. I lived here by myself for about two or three years and then my parents ventured over as I'm an only child so they couldn't, uh, they missed their little girl too much. I guess the reason why I moved here is because we used to come home every summer and fell in love with the country and I'd never go back to America and I don't think I'd ever settle anywhere else bar Ireland. So what were the first steps when you came here as a 17 year old uh, from New York on your own from a big city life to rural Ireland? Um, I guess the fact that I moved to uh, Dublin City, I guess it wasn't too big of a change because everything was around me. But when I first came here, I was in Griffith College, which I was studying in accounting, which I dropped out after a year because I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be this boring person sitting and looking at a a TV screen or a computer screen. I just couldn't do that. So I ended up getting actually, I've never played golf in my life. I don't know anything about golf. But I ended up getting a job in um, Halpenny Golf. It was just a golf shop and being a retail salesperson there. Know nothing about golf, but obviously my sales skills must say a lot. Um, and then after that, I after about two years, I moved back down to Longford. And I... Uh, Longford is where your dad is from, right? Yeah, he's from Newtown Forbes. So have you family around here? or? Yeah, okay. I have loads. So... My two parents were the only ones that were out there, so all my family is in Ireland. So basically, I'm more Irish than American. I was just in the country. Um, but yeah, so I moved here and I did a course in Temple Michael for PLC for Intro to Nursing. And at that time, I think the nurses had that big major cut in their wages. And I kind of I kind of think I said to myself, there's something in my gut saying, you know, you're going to do these four or five years and I'm still making more money as I was staff at Pennies and I'm still making more money than a nurse or as a carer. And I kind of said, it doesn't justify, it doesn't justify it and how hard it is for me to study considering my learning disability. I just, I did the PLC. I am a certified carer. I did work in Tom and Lodge by Matten. Loved caring. Just, it just, it didn't pay me and I probably was looking at the wages more than I was at the job title but then I went back to college to loan and AIT and I did the culinary arts course there absolutely loved the course um met my best friends and I'm still best friends with them to this day met amazing people and from that I learned my passion of food and I think I knew I didn't want to be a renowned chef but I knew I wanted to open a cafe and I think within a year and a half into the course, I knew that's what I wanted to do. 
So you live in County Longford now. I do. And you studied in Dublin. But how did you end up in Carrick and Shannon to open a business? Um, I guess the best way to say it is when I was looking at places for the cafe, I looked in Granard, I looked in Cavan, I looked in Mullingar. I think I was looking for an energy and a feel of the place that felt at home and that had a great vibe about it. And I think every time, even when I went out for nights in Carrick or if I went and I went to the landmark for lunch with my mom, I always loved that ambiance of it it was just a nice place and I felt like the community was a good community and for the summer you have the tourists you have you have the river Shannon you have the stags and the hens and they do generate money a lot more than let's just say Longford or Roscommon and stuff like that they just it brings a nice atmosphere I think to the cafe the fact that it's in Carrigan Shannon in Leitrim now the cafe itself it's not just a cafe Uh, and the reason why I first popped in was because the term social inclusion seems to come out of your mouth every second sentence, although I'm not quite in this interview yet, but I think we're going to talk about oh, yeah. it a good bit. What is social inclusion and what does it mean to you and how has it been incorporated into our happy place? Okay, perfect. It's so funny, actually. I was chatting to someone that I recently met and I said social inclusion and he hadn't a clue what I meant. He actually thought it was that I didn't allow mobile phones or computers in the cafe, but that's not what it means. It means that I give adults or even young teens that have maybe a physical, mental or a learning disability in the cafe. So as we speak on a Tuesday and Wednesday, our work experience for anyone who is in maybe a group or a community that goes to school and needs a bit of work experience. And then on a Thursday and Friday, I have a lovely girl called Lauren. So Thursdays and Fridays, I have a young girl, Lauren. She has autism. She is originally from Tala, but lives actually in one of the social care units in Mohill. And she comes to me every Thursday and Friday. And she has her ups and her downs, like us all, that don't have any learning disability or mental or physical disability. But um, she does brilliant and her attention to detail and the customers have a bit of a laugh with her um, and then also on a Saturday I have Evan who's actually deaf and he's ADHD and all the customers love him that's just a little piece of what social inclusion is it's just incorporating people who don't have a place in society as per se and I do want to say that because I am an American who's moved to this country who has seen and even went to the education and I have seen how this yes this country is getting better at it but there is still a stigma that they feel sorry for these people when they shouldn't be feeling sorry for them because these people don't feel sorry for themselves they overlook everything and they want to be optimistic and they want to be positive when we have to stop putting that stigma on them and give them these chances what has the reaction been to having these members of staff in the cafe i think it's been extraordinary i think everyone who has came in so far that maybe didn't understand it and have actually sat down and listened to the banter that goes on with them and that they actually see them work it puts a smile on everyone's face hence why it's called our happy place is because it literally as you walk in the door it puts a smile on your face because not only are you coming in for the great boxy wraps and like the great food and the great ambience you're also there because you're supporting something that is giving these people a chance and to see them succeed and their confidence go through the roof. I think just I think the community of Carrigan Channel have done a great job. I'm only in my eighth month. It's just getting busier and busier and I just think a lot more can it can be supported a lot more by the community and 
everyone should come in and see what these young adults are capable of doing because they're just extraordinary. In terms of the menu, is there a specific style that people might be interested in? I think the best thing about our food is there's a little bit of Ireland in it, uh, especially with the box wraps, it's a piece of leitrim. There's obviously the breakfast, breakfast box wrap, which is your rasher, your sausage, your egg, with your bit of tomato relish. We have a marinated chicken wrap, which is sweet chili sauce and curry powder, which I'm going to be honest, I'd never heard about it in America. The only time I heard about sweet chili sauce that was so crazy was actually in this country. And then obviously your ham and cheese, toasty, which can be put in a boxy wrap and your BLT. I think the most significant thing about it is there is a place, I think, in Killarney that does boxy wraps as well. And I know Victorian Hall actually used to do boxy wraps as well. But I think their twist on it was they had like Asian style like fillings in it. Whereas I've just gone straight for the Irish villains, things that you get on a nice plate and like the likes of Cox's. It's a nice homely Irish feel when you bite into a boxy wrap. And I actually source the boxy wraps locally as well. I may have sampled them already. I can vouch for that. I recommend <laughs> them 100%. In terms of Leitrim, you're a blow-in. You've come in, you've set up a business in Carrick and Shannon. What supports were there for you at the time uh, to, to make Carrick attractive? I don't want to say support as me becoming a business owner because I actually went and got a loan myself and did it on my own um, just because at the time I was working as a manager in pennies and the whole process of getting grants which is this it's great and everything it would have taken a lot long time to get where I am today I think basically what happened was I loved Carrig and this unit became available and I had edited it before and I thought the location was great. The caretaker there, he was more than willing and help every time I was in. Financial help, I haven't really got anything. The only financial help I got is actually when I went into the county enterprise, the local enterprise, and I won runner-up in the iBuy contest for um, Entrepreneur of the Year. That's the only probably bit of help that I've looked for. I'm sure if I looked for funding and everything like that, it's great. But uh, obviously, I have learned disability myself. I have ADD, attention deficit disorder. And sitting at a computer is not my strengths, let's just say. I'd prefer to be in the cafe, put my hands up and work away. I guess sitting down and looking at all that stuff, my head would go crazy. So I've done it all by myself so far. In terms of staff, what's uh, the level of staffing? In the, in the, you've spoken with some of the staff members. How many staff have you got in total? In total, I have five. Three, I have three people that are intellectually and physically disabilities. And then I also have a young girl, Leanne. She's my full-time staff. She's absolutely fantastic. She's originally from Leitrim. Carrie Gunshannon herself. She works alongside me. She's a bubbly personality with me. And then I have a young girl, Rachel. Is part-time. She is in college. But she works the weekends. She's becoming... A veterinarian nurse but she still has that soft side um, which was great was I knew Leanne previously from a, a business that she used to work in in Longford and I always loved her approach with the customers and I think that's where I got her and Rachel the same Rachel approached me and what I loved about Rachel and why it fits with the cafe is she actually approached me and told me how much she loves what I'm doing as in social inclusion so she had already heard what I was doing and I think that means a lot in the business having the right employees I think you need to have the right employees and that can see your vision I hope that they appreciate everything I've done for them and that 
not a day goes by that I don't appreciate their help, but the five people that I have, it's strength and strength every day. It's just getting better. What's next for, for you and the cafe? I'm hoping to um, franchise out or open other businesses. I don't know whereabouts yet. I'm hoping within the next five years I can have at least three or four businesses that are social inclusion. I don't want to say a cafe. I don't want to limit to just a cafe, even if it was a small shop or even like a doggy daycare or something small that animals are therapy for people who have learned disabilities. Or anything that can incorporate social inclusion, which you can incorporate pretty much anything. Do you know? Just little small businesses, because I think it needs to be done nationwide. I think it needs to be done independently as well and not part of government funding or not part of the HSC because at the end of the day, the way I view it is I have to interview all these people. So basically, these people are doing the same exact interviewing process as per, say, Leanne and Rachel. I bring them in for training days and if I feel they're right for the business, at the end of the day, it's an independent business and I want this business to succeed. I want every business to succeed. So, Would you like to get to a stage where it's completely run by staff who are intellectually challenged or is that possible in your opinion? I don't want to say it's not possible because obviously if you found the right people it could be possible. But I think like myself, I'm not going to lie, I am the business owner. But I do, I do need guidance at the best of times from my staff. And I think every owner needs to take the greed and the king's hat off and basically say well I can't do everything as well but I think my goal is is to have three or four but like that I'll be able to pop into nearly all of them throughout the week and place my ambiance and my energy in all those places. Earlier this year as you said you placed second in Ireland's Best Young Entrepreneur which is a nationwide competition mm. and in County Leitrim you finished second in what category? Best Startup. So one of the best startups in the county in the last 12 months. Congratulations. That's a huge achievement. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about that competition, why it was important to you, and is it worth people getting involved maybe when it rolls around again next year? I think I think definitely it gave me the confidence that I needed because I think I did a lot of second guessing and I will be going next year and I will win it next year. There was a lot of things going on at the time I was doing. There is a lot entitled to it. You have to do your business plan. You have to go and you have to do a pitch to these three judges. I like it is it is nerve wracking and like you do have to have everything all together. Like I'm not gonna lie, my business plan probably wasn't the best and that's probably where I lost my points. The girl that did went up against, she was fantastic. Her business plan, I didn't even seen it. I would have just gave her loads of points anyways for it. But and she has a fantastic business as well and I definitely need to be a bit more polished. But I think. It's a great opportunity for people who are starting up businesses or have an established business. I think even though you know you're making money and you know your business is doing good, but to put in that effort for a week and to win a prize that people can see what you're trying to do, I think it's good for any business. And I think for business owners now, any bit of confidence, a young person like me, a definitely young person like that me that's starting up that can get, because everyone's always going to second guess you and everyone's going to put you down I think the competition all it did was it just showed me what I did was right did you find that it gave you a better sense of your own business having to put the proposal together and, and pitch it to the judges I think I already had a good sense of my business I had to pitch it to so many people before I even I think I pitched it to myself about 10 million times before I even decided to open it I knew what I wanted to do but it led me where I want to go with this business um, and I think it really has opened doors for me that I want to go further than just 
Cargan Shannon. In terms of recent developments around the county, Taste Leitrim obviously has launched a new booklet which has a couple of trails which you're featured on for the Carrick and Shannon mm. area. Have you had a chance to try any of your, we'll call them competitors, for want of a better word, but have you had a chance to try anywhere else on the food, on the Taste Leitrim Trail? Well, I have to say, I've basically, I'd say I tried nearly all of them because at the time when I was doing the cafe, obviously I couldn't cook, so obviously I was making my way around each cafe. No, not to see the competition, of course. Of course, like I'm just There's a little bit to see a small bit, but like I am a big massive foodie, and if anyone knows me that comes into the cafe, I'm always stuff, stuffing my face like food. I just love food. I think I had to take. You have to try everywhere because yes, they're competition, but every place is doing something different. I think that's what makes Carrick unique. You have crumbs, which is this your sandwich bar. You have the olive tree that is a little snug area it's really cute then you have lena's tea room the little proper you know tea party i said then you have synergy which is at the road which is owned by sham which is it's a lovely cafe and it has a great vibe to it but it suits people who are outside the town and then you have cafe lounge they do their renowned coffee that's the word we can win in coffee so like i think the small cafes there's a lot of them and they all have their uniqueness which is great a bit of competition is always good well listen thank you so much for joining us and it's been a delight to spend half an hour in your company and i wish you the very best of luck and i hope everybody pops in whether to try boxy wrap or whatever else it is on the menu that takes their fancy thank you very much it's episode 10 of leitrim daily this morning Honestly, I wasn't quite sure what to expect when we launched this show just a week and a half ago, but the response has been nothing short of extraordinary. Three and a half thousand people listened to the first seven shows on the channel, and it's just gone from strength to strength over the course of last week, and it continues to rise as the days go on. Thank you so much for everything, and I suppose we have been talking about this giveaway that we're giving away at the end of the month. And I would love nothing more than to share it with one of you. And it is as simple as just putting your name in the hat for each day of the competition. We will be picking a daily winner. And at the end of the month, somebody's name will be pulled out of the hat. The prize includes a two-night self-catering stay for two in Tony Lust Lodge self-catering in Manor Hamilton. Dinner for two at the Landmark Hotel, Carrick and Shannon, with two tickets for a show at the Landmark Central an overnight stay in the Loch Allen Hotel, a boxy breakfast for two at our Happy Place Cafe, Carrick and Shannon, today's guests of course, a cycle for two along the Shannon Blueway courtesy of Electric Bike Trails, an introduction to fishing as part of a short cruise on the Shannon Queen courtesy of fishtracker.ie, a try a dive session with Dive Atlantic, a two hour guided hike through the glens of North Leitrim with Leitrim Walks and the opportunity for you and a friend to be one of the first visitors to the new visitor centre at the Shed Distillery of PJ Rigney in Drumshambo at the Food Hub, opening late in 2019. All of those prizes can be yours to be used whenever you feel like it over the next 12 months or so around the county of Leitrim, and it will be our pleasure to give that to you. All you have to do to be in that competition is simply go to leitrimdaily.com and enter. Click on Experience Leitrim, put in your details, and you're in the hat. It couldn't be easier. We've two winners for Monday and Tuesday of this week, which we didn't announce yesterday, and they are John McDwyer and Will Whelan. So congratulations to both of you. You have won yourselves a copy of my book, Pedal the Planet, and your name goes forward for the draw at the end of the month 
for the top prize for all of those experiences that I listed just a couple of moments ago. Over the weekend on the show, we spoke to Alba Clancy of Glenfarren, who's at the World University Games in Napoli, Italy, with the women's soccer team, who have just reached the semi-final after a penalty shootout victory over China on Monday night. And they play North Korea tonight. Alva, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You must be very excited about the game this evening. Yeah, absolutely buzzing for it now. Where uh, All the girls are really excited. It's not very often that Ireland are in a World Championship uh, semi-finals. So, you know, we're just going to go out there and obviously play the best that we can. And hopefully we come out with into the final. 12 years ago, Ireland were at the same position with a Noel King team and got beaten on penalties after a nil-nil draw with Russia. Russia are one of the potential finalists should you get there uh, this evening. How do you see the rest of the two games shaping up? Because you're guaranteed two games at this stage. Um, well, I think all, all four teams, it's going to be, they're going to be really tough, tough matches. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of the teams are very hard to break down and, there haven't really been many comprehensive, you know, wins. So I think any any team we play in the last four, it's just it's going to be really difficult. But you know, I think we're all confident that we can do it. You've played South Korea, China, now North Korea. Are you feeling a little bit Oriental this week? <laughs> yeah, obviously playing playing a lot of uh, the Asian teams, which are they're very hard working, very quick, hard to break down. But we've shown that we that we can beat them. So. You know, we're confident again going into this the match tonight. Tell us a little bit about what the World University Games is. Explain it to our listeners who probably aren't that familiar with the competition. So, um, it's basically kind of like the Olympics, but for university students. So there's, you know, there's lots of different sports. Uh, there's swimming, athletics, uh, archery, so many different sports, and it's kind of like a big, um, like an athlete's village. And you know, it's re- it's really good crack because a lot of the times you go away, it might only be. It might only be just football, but um, it's great that there's just so many different teams here, so many different countries that you probably wouldn't really get to play against usually. It's a bit of a difference from Glenfarren, I suppose. <laughs> just a small difference, yeah. Women's football at the moment, obviously the World Cup has been very high profile over the last couple of weeks and the US won that at the weekend. Colin Bell also has left his role as the head coach of the women's team. The under-19s manager, Dave Connell, is with ye as your coach in Italy. Can you see him getting the top job? I suppose the results here have obviously um, helped a bit. Uh, I don't know if he if he wants the job. Uh, you know he had, he's not speaking about it. It's we're focusing on on the games uh, to be honest. So I don't know. I think they need to obviously need to sort that out quickly with the European Championship qualifiers coming up. You know I just hope that they make the right decision. Well, listen, all I can say is wish you the very best of luck this evening in this evening's games, and whether it's a final or a third and fourth place playoff on Friday. We'll hopefully catch up with you over the weekend and see how the games went for you. Yeah, hopefully uh, I'll be talking about the, the upcoming final. So. All right. I love the confidence. Well done, Alva. And <laughs> best luck in the next two games. Thanks very much. Tonight in Division 1 and 2 of the Dunsbar All-County League, we have a full round of fixtures with league leaders Mohill hosting county champions Ahuillan, probably the pick of the bunch, throwing in at 8pm in Park Philip McGuinness, Philip McGuinness Park in Mohill. Other games include Anaduff versus Gortletra, Ochna Sheelan host Glencar Manor, 
Alan Gales make the short journey to Leitrim Village to take on Leitrim Gales, while Sean O'Heslins travel to Bundoran to play Melvin Gales in what is probably going to be a crunch game in deciding who finishes in the top two of the league this season. Finally, the last game of the round, Fianna St. Collins play host to St. Mary's Kiltart. In Division 2 of the Duns Bar All-County League, Drumreilly host Carry Gallen in a fixture that will allow them to put pressure on Ballinaglair at the top of the table. That throw-in is at 8.30 in Carry Gallen, while Eslin is the venue for a game between the home side and Bornacula at 8pm. 8.30 also sees Kiltubbard visit Drumkirn in the final game of the round. A big thank you to Caitlin Quinn of our Happy Place for joining us on this morning's show and being our featured business. If you would like your business to feature on the show, please get in touch. Drop us an email, info at leitrimdaily.com or look us up on social media. We would be delighted to have you and your business on the show. Just get in touch with us. I'll be back tomorrow with a look at the current affairs across the county with councillors Enda McGloin and Phelan Gurn. Chat to you then.